All right, I, I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two favorite hosts. I'm D, and this is my sleepy thief, AJ. We're coming at you with Season 5, Episode 37, The Midwife of Auschwitz. AJ is going to be talking about the first birth in concentration camps in World War II. So we will find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Points Pressure. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. You're surprisingly close. I kind of figured. Not quite. Not I, quite there. I doubt. I doubt that I'm on, but I I went for it. I you took went a for guess. It. That took is not gamble. what we're talking about. Um, no, of course not. But similarly, yeah, we we may sound differently now. Yeah, maybe we might. We'll see. So last yeah. week, um, AJ and I recorded our episode normally as we always do. Read with, the description. Yeah, Please. Uh, go go to Twitter and find my tweet about it. Oh, yeah, you tweeted. But, I have not read that tweet yet. Um, we recorded the, like, 48-minute episode. Yeah, I remember how long it was because we both had to set timers. We recorded oh, yeah, the 48-minute-long yeah. episode, and at the end, after everything was recorded, after it was all done, AJ ran his editing software, and he hit Save As... And it just loaded, and then it stopped loading. We couldn't get a prompt to actually save anything. To save or export. No Nothing shit. Would show we up. sat here we tried for everything. an hour trying to figure out what to do. We copied it to another fucking screen. It was, it was a lot. So, we came up with the idea of unplugging the input from, or what was it? We plugged in the output. No, we... Uh, the fucking headphone a, jack a fucking from mess. from our uh, interface into my laptop, which we How then hit we record and we hit play on Hold the on, Mac. Now I'm really confused. Yeah. How did I, we do that? It's because we used the Mac as the output. Yeah, but and it played the audio mix. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. God. It so was, we did plugged, we record it from that? Yeah, we used this and we plugged it uh, into my laptop okay. and fucking played it through. It was crazy. So shit. we have a. We record on XLR cables. You know, these are real yeah. microphones. Essentially, you know, microphone cables, if you don't know about that stuff. And we have one that does like a 3.5 millimeter jack to XLR to plug in for the, the iPad for yeah. the intro music. And, you know, all of the sound effects that you're so accustomed to hearing on yeah. this. We actually... <laughs> that's my favorite one. Um, so we use that to then... We plug that into the headphone port... Of my laptop. Of, no, of this. Of that, yeah, of, that's right. Of the main recording computer. Yeah. To as, then... As the input. <laughs> export that. And then we plugged in the, the headphone jack from this uh, into mine. It was a mess. It was it But was it worked. We basically re-recorded the output from one computer to the input to another computer. It was bad. And then we had to come we back had down. To, we had to set uh. timers because the entire episode... <laughs> Had to play all the way through to re-record it onto a separate device, which I then had to upload onto Google Drive so that you could, or no, I uploaded the episode. It It was just, it was was a a mess. Fucking bad. So we're done using free shitty software. I mean, as soon as as soon as we figured out how to make it work, we looked at each other and we're like, we're done fucking using Audacity. Because yeah, I we're using Patreon money for a fucking 
for a better audio software. And turns out I get the exact the entire Adobe suite really, really, really cheap because I got I got the student discount and it didn't work, so I had to call customer service and they just gave it to me like for like fifteen bucks a month. I get the whole suite forever. Right. So go. we so didn't actually you, have to take money. So if you want time. access and you've got a student email, yeah, there's your hack. I didn't even they did they didn't even verify my email. Oh really? They just kept my my old original Fuck. one. I was like, nice. Fuck, yeah. not bad. So it it didn't end up costing us anything yet. Yeah, yet. Once once that discount comes up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what a but, fucking uh, mess. It's a mess. And then we just sat here for another an hour, hour, hour and a half. We can't yeah, just, hear a 10. just trying to figure out how to get it to work and pick up the channels. It's been it's been a day and AJ's uh, been up since it's now eleven thirty PM. I woke up at eight thirty this morning, yeah. which is really early for me. So this is a long day. It's a long day. And I wanted to play RimWorld tonight. I doubt I'm gonna be able to. Bitch ass. I'm gonna. Hey, if you don't know what RimWorld is, look it up and buy all of the expansions Please. for it. It's, it's fucking so good. incredible. And then and then message us so that we can talk to you about your colony. Yeah. Because we're fucking addicted to it and oh, we're it's so good. The new update is really yeah, good. It is. I haven't gotten far enough in it yet. <coughs> but here we are. All right. So we're back. We're here and this has different editing shit, so yeah. hopefully we sound better. We'll yeah. see. And if we don't, eventually we'll sound better. Yeah, eventually I'll learn how to use it. All right. Uh, so we're here. Yeah, we're back. We're Do you want to talk about how how today went? Or you just want to jump right in? It was a long day. Yeah. I went out with my sister and her man, and we explored a bunch of cool shit in oh, you yeah. know, Cold War military-based type stuff. Places we, we you gone, and I have yeah. gone that we've talked about before. It's cool yeah, shit. super fun. It's fucking awesome. I'm glad you took them out um, there. So, you know, it's you don't want to take stuff from these or, like, Vandalize. I don't know what you're talking about. This I mean, I would never vandalize something like no, this. Like God, that is no. that is fucking ridiculous. But there was a really cool sign tucked up, like in the rafters of one of these buildings, way off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. And fuck the military industrial complex, so they can spare a sign. <laughs> so I tried to get it down, and I don't. I think it was fucking welded to the beam. So basically, it was two chains from an I beam down, and then a metal sign, and it said something cool about how. Uh, all, you know, all, lives all maintenance. Or yeah, something. no. no all, yeah, exactly. All maintenance matters. And it was like all Fuck maintenance, <laughs> like workers have to be accompanied by a military engineer, authorized access only. Oh, that's a really cool. cool sign. Yeah. And I was like, it's also, I'm short, but it was like ten feet in the air. So it was like, like it was four super, feet up. Yeah. Really, no, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> I am thirteen inches yeah. tall. <laughs> I am a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> I am as tall as a dildo. Yes, he is. I have to turn down the... Uh, I, I do a really good high-pass filter, so it just really makes my voice sound lower. We need to baste you in olive oil again. Just no reason. Oh, yeah. No reason. Fun. Yeah. So we tried to get the sign down with a pipe because <laughs> there was a really long, heavy pipe. And we got... Like, one of the chains just basically fell off. But it fell off... Like, we hit it. Just to see if we could pop a chain off yeah. or if it was like hooked on or something. Like one pop. And it swings around like an aluminum razor blade. Oh, God. So fast. It was like whipping around the Jesus. room. And we were like, well, we made it this far. So we tried to get the second side. It like held 
a much taller, stronger man's weight. Holy shit. Like, it held his weight. Yeah, and he's a big dude. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's... And he's been... He got a new job moving yeah, stuff, and he yeah. is tough. He's strong. So Hell yeah. And we could not get the sign down. It's still up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, long story for Next nothing. Next time, when you take your parents out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring a ladder. Jesus, and some fucking metal clippers. Yeah, some tin snips or something. Yeah. I Holy mean, shit. it's a cool sign. Because, you know, everything... It's from the 60s, so everything's like teal. There's gold spatter. Do you remember the main bunker... And it had those, like, server racks, really, like, 60s yeah. server racks in them. Uh-huh. And then there was kind of that room that had the ceiling collapsed in yeah, that we didn't go the, into. With all the glass on the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Went into that room. It wasn't as full. I don't know if somebody pulled shit out or something. Maybe. But I walked in, and the paint in there was gold, or was brown with gold, like, sparkles in it. What the fuck? It was really cool. <laughs> but <laughs> You're just taking paint chips, and it's, yeah, like, I real gold. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's, it's actual gold leaf. The U.S. military budget is like, where the fuck are we going to spend all this money? And somebody's like, just put gold in the paint. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Who gives a shit? They are not going to lower our budget next yeah. next quarter. God. So it was fun, but I'm, I'm so fucking tired. Yeah, dude. So let's get through this. Yeah. There's going to be a 10-minute episode huh. starting. I have to, I'm trying to figure out where to look to see how long we've been going for now. I know. I have no idea. Uh, ten minutes, seven minutes. Uh, nine thirty-five there, but then yeah. over there it says duration nine forty-three. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh! Every time it gets to that, that's a file dur- duration. I don't know. So, so it updates every ten seconds oh. as as we continue. Okay. I can't see any of it, so <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's really boring to describe in the middle. Okay, of an audio podcast. So we're gonna talk about the midwife of Auschwitz because it's a it's a great title. It's succinct, but not. it doesn't give anything away. And, you know, I like talking about World War II. And I no. try. Yeah. So let me tell you something I despise, though. What? Uh, the invention of the listicle. Do you know what a listicle nope. is? You know BuzzFeed, how it's like, top ten reasons why yeah. you are Hermione oh, Granger. That's mean. a listicle. Yeah, yeah. Like, top ten. Top ten weirdest s- facts. Top ten Badass anime moments. Yeah, shit like that. Yeah. I hate. I think that is the <laughs> lowest form of journalism that isn't just blatant fair, propaganda. Yeah. And a lot of times it is blatant propaganda. So, so I did so use would, one of those. Would you say I don't know? Fifteen interesting and unusual deaths in a forty-five minute episode. It's kind of a lazy tactic. No, no, because it's a podcast. <laughs> We're not journalists, and we don't. It's, we don't say we are. That's very. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Don't don't ask questions. So I totally didn't find this on a list a list of twenty one weird World War Two facts. Hey, that's okay because that's I mean that's how I find all my shit. Well, I I actually took a page out of D's book here for this one. You did all of your notes off of Wikipedia? No. <laughs> <laughs> Topic wise, I wanted to find a. Uh, you hear so many stories about just what dudes were doing in the war because, you know, it was predominantly men. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you doing a, a I found story about a, a heroin story. You've done it. And I mean that, like, female hero, not, oh my not God. drugs. You guys can't see it, but AJ is floating. He's being lifted into I the know. heavens. Oh. <laughs> 
so in uh, May 8th, on, not in, on May 8th, 1896, fuck, I didn't look up how to pronounce his name before like I was gonna. I wrote these notes yesterday, so, which is weird. So Stan, Stanislawa was Stanislava? born. That's her, that's her first name. Stanislava? Last name is Lechskanska. Okay. Yeah, that sounds that's, right. That sounds great, right? You just yeah, it sounds like you fucking deep-throated a bag of marbles, so it sounds yeah. like German. It, she's not German. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she was born in Lutz. Lodz, it it looks like Lodz. Lodz. But it's she was born in Lodz. Now she was born in Lodz in a place called Vistula Land, which sounds like <laughs> Vistula Land, but it's not. It's Vistula Land. Okay. And we actually talked about this on my last episode. Yeah, it sounds familiar. It's Russian-controlled Poland. It's a it's a region oh, in Russian-controlled okay. Poland. Yeah. So she's raised Polish Catholic under a Tsar, a Tsarist rule. Okay. You know the Russian. Yeah. Christian Tsars. Yeah, exactly. So, wasn't Jewish because she was... So, she's kind of Russian, but she's Polish. So okay. That's kind of the yeah, thing. Yeah. And her, her dad's name was Jan, oh. and her mom's name was Henrika, <laughs> which are pretty good names, I think. Jan was <laughs> basically drafted immediately. Like after she was born, like once she has starts being able to form memories, he gets drafted and sent to Turkestan. I love old country yeah, names. Really though, like oh, well, that's so fucking, cool. Turkestan. All fuck of yeah. like Eastern Europe is such a funny ass time it's, for names back yeah. in like the early 1900s. Yeah. And he, you know, drafted off to war. He comes back in 1908. Through this time period, she was actually sent to a private school. Which her mom had to work 12-hour shifts in a factory to afford because the provider at the time was at war. So that kind of sucked for Henrika, but... But not for Stanislav. Stanislawa. Stanislawa. Stanislaw would be a male name. Stanislawa. Yeah, (laughs) Stanislawa. And this, this allowed her to get, at the time, a pretty good education. That was kind of delayed. So because Jan came back in 1908, they actually moved to Rio. Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. I said that so dumb. Rio de Janeiro. De Janeiro. And they moved there. They lived there for two years. She kind of goes to school. I I don't really know why they go there. I think they was pursuing work. They moved back to Lodz, and Stanislava graduates high school in 1914. What else happened in 1914? <laughs> Only good things. Uh, Jan gets drafted again into World War One. Guy can't catch a fucking break. Yeah. Two years later, Stanislawa gets married to a painter named Branislaw. That confused me for a sec because I was like, I thought you were saying her mom got remarried. I was like, did no, he no, die in no, the no. war? She, Stanislawa. I got, I got lost yeah. there for a sec. The names... Especially once you see what her kids' names are oh, named, God. it's gonna get real confusing. But these are like these are like the Breck Brecklins of of, <laughs> of Polish Poland. Russia. <laughs> and so he he's a painter, and uh, well, his last name is Stana or is the the one I mentioned before. <laughs> we give it another at shot the beginning. Real quick. Uh, let shot. me let me scroll up in my notes. Lachskenska, Lachskenska, something like that. And you know they get married. They have a pretty good life considering it's the middle of World War One, but they're pretty unaffected by it besides her father being drafted. And they name their kid John. 
<laughs> yeah. No, so they, they pretty quickly had a son and a daughter. A son named Bronislaw, named okay. after the dad, and a daughter named Slimia. Slimia? Slimia. <laughs> Sl- Slimia. S-L-Y-M-I-A. Slimia. Slimia. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and they were like, okay, it's about 1920. Yeah. So within the four years, they had the two kids, and they relocate to Warsaw. Warsaw 1920 is great. Warsaw 1930 is not great. <laughs> but she pretty much immediately enrolls in midwife college, graduates in 1922. She gets all sorts of awards and shit, like alumni. She did really good. Good for her. She knew her shit, and they moved back to Lodz. And then she had a son, and that's who this whole episode is about. Yeah, and she actually had two more sons <laughs> named Stanislaw. What? And Henrik. Oh, my God. So they just dropped the A, which yeah. is probably a common thing. They got. They were like, you know, the first two were some wild names. Now we're just going to go back. Yeah, we're it's, make it's this my easy. name and my mother's name, but without the A yeah. at the end. <laughs> and Stanislaw is actually the first name of my favorite artist of all time, my favorite painter. Uh, don't I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, isn't it Bekinski? Bekskini, something like that. Oh, uh, so <laughs> she starts working, living a pretty normal life in Warsaw, and then you know Poland is invaded by the Nazis. The fucking nineteen thirty hits. <laughs> yeah, there it is not great because their house is smack dab. In the middle of what became the Lodz Ghetto, which was the second largest ghetto in Europe ever. Grand. So they basically get kicked out. They're like, well, you can stay here, but it's not going to be good. Or you can move. So they move, and they're like, these bastards. My lease wasn't even up yet. (laughs) These motherfuckers. Let me see that. Okay, perfect. Uh... They get really pissed, and the entire family, you know, I, I imagine they, in the ashes, they, like, put a <laughs> do mask. Do the lines under the their lines eyes. Do the lines under their eyes. The two fucking lines. Because they start smuggling food in oh. to the ghetto, like, okay. a lot of food. They would help deliver forged documents and passports to get people nice. out of the oh, ghetto. Yeah. And basically the entire family, anybody who was old enough to help, which, at this point... Was just about everybody just starts doing everything they can to help the Jews. Fuck yeah. They're badass. Like, she's working, you know, delivering babies by day and by night. She's meeting up with a Polish. You took two pages out of my book. Yeah, right? You did a woman that's saving Jews. Good for you. Right? (laughs) And some bottles clanked. That won't won't pick up at all. That's why you're tired. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a lush. He's I been, should have drank. He's been drunk since 8.30 a.m. <laughs> I've had coffee and two energy drinks today. So I'm like tired, but my heart's beating yeah. fast. <laughs> I'm a little jittery. And they, they're working with like the Polish resistance. They're working with, you know, everybody that you would expect during this time period mm-hmm. to get away with this. Um, while also, you know, avoiding the ire of the Soviets who are in the other half of the country. Grand. Because at that time, the Soviets and the Nazis were teamed Poland up. Poland was just in such a shitty place. Oh, my place. God. It really was. Like, this is a rough <laughs> rough place and a rough time <laughs> Damn, for everybody. Dude. And they, they did everything they could to save as many people as they could. And, like, to the point where they were putting themselves at so much risk 
They actually got caught. Uh oh. By the Gestapo. Oh fuck. On February eighteenth, nineteen forty-three. So they did it for a long time. Yeah, holy shit. They helped people forever. Like God they damn. they did a lot. They were very impactful. From I mean, obviously nobody kept records of this, but so basically with how long they did it, how much was reported that they did, they they did a lot. Gestapo caught them. Normally the Gestapo is just like, bang, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> At this point. Get fucked. So Stanislawa gets caught red-handed, oh. like, in the action, along with her daughter and two of the sons. Okay. They get scooped up and taken to the Gestapo. Her husband and her eldest son get tipped off that they're caught, and they flee, <laughs> which was the plan. It yeah. was, if you get caught, if somebody's whoever else, caught, go get the fuck out. and do whatever you can somewhere else. Yeah, scatter. That, that was basically the family plan. You know, you always have a family uh, yeah, emergency I mean, plan. It makes sense. It's the uh, fire escape plan. Yeah, and so, I i mean, I don't know why I laughed. This isn't the, the funny. The gas chamber escape plan, you know? Yeah. So the husband and the eldest son flee. They go wherever. Later on in the war, like two year, two or three years later, I think, her husband, no, not two or three years later. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they, Very have a, soon. they have a family reunion in Auschwitz. Yeah, no, pretty soon after, her husband actually dies during the uh. Warsaw Uprising. He was assisting... The Jews and getting supplies and weapons. Damn. In the in the Warsaw Uprising, which he died doing. Read about that. That's yeah. a fucking cool event. Like, uh, there's a lot of media portrayal that. I mean, oh, we talk about this every time we talk about the Holocaust. Is that people just pushed over and took it? Mm -hmm. This is one of the one of the larger events where no, they were like getting guns and fighting back, like uh, badass shit. We'll have to talk about it on one of these yeah, one of these episodes. We should. We just talk about every uprising. Yeah, that'd be sick. There's a list somewhere, I'm sure. So two, the two sons that were caught were shipped off to work in some stone quarries at the Mauthausen Gusen concentration camp. And they basically hard labor, but they're not Jewish. So the likelihood of them surviving goes up exponentially just Ooh, getting yeah. into the camp. Stanislawa... And uh, was that an M or a W? <laughs> Slimia. Oh, yeah, Slimia. Slywia. I, my, it, my handwriting is atrocious. Is it Slivia? Maybe, I don't know. They get sent to Auschwitz. Okay. They are, you know, they get off the train. They're stripped down. And Stanislawa, being the badass basically keeps her certification card that she is a certified midwife hidden in her hand. Oh. Which is enough to just get you shot right then. Yeah. She's, you know, being marched up to the table where you're judged, and she touches a doctor, one of the German doctors, like on his shoulder, uh -huh. which is also enough to get you murdered on the yeah. spot. But before the doctor can be like, hey, kill this bitch, she shows him the card. Oh, And the doctor sits okay. back and says, huh. How can we... We'll keep you. Yeah. And your daughter. Her daughter was in medical school before the war started. Damn. Which is pretty badass yeah. itself that a, a woman in Russian-controlled Poland becomes... Or, you know, in that whole background in Poland is in medical school. That, that itself Seriously. is cool. So they basically... That saves their lives. And they what get shipped off. What a fucking sly move, too. Oh, yeah. You just, like... Keep that shit hidden. Yeah. And then just to the right fucking person. She knew exactly what she was doing. She is just, hey, something. She's something this else. This is what I got, bro. 
So her and her daughter get sent off to the women's infirmary nice. where they get to set up. Well, not set up. They get to work in the labor ward. Okay. Which is about 30 beds closest to the stove Ugh. in the infirmary. So they also have typhus patients. Pretty much anybody who's sick also is in Jesus. there, which is great for, you know, babies and women giving birth. <sighs> Fantastic. Yeah. In, you know, horrible conditions. They are introduced to a little-known German scientist called Dr. Joseph Mengele. Oh, shit. They meet Mengele. What? Because they're he's the doctor, you know? Yeah. Is that the doctor that she put her hand on? No. Oh, okay. I was like... No, he would have shot her. Mengele was vicious. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, they're, they're introduced to Mengele and... Oh, I, I was like, what the fuck? There is my note right there. <laughs> You're like, in Mangalay, save them. You're like, oh, yeah, no, no, that's no. wrong. That's wrong. So Mangalay basically <laughs> says to her, okay, you're going to write reports on uh, births, on birth problems, on diseases that occur during birth or to babies and shit like that. And then you have to kill the baby. Every oh. time. Every single one has to die. And God. she says no Damn. to to Mengele. What? She says no. And he's basically saying, in German it sounds cooler, but it's, an order is an order. And all she said later on, there was a, portrayed by, her kid was interviewed later for something that she said about meeting Mengele. And it was that all she could do is look at the ground and see his boots dance back and forth as he's shouting, an order is an order, an order is an order, you will kill those babies. Jesus. And she just didn't even listen to him. She's like, huh, whatever. Which, again, enough to get her killed. I don't know yeah. how she survived this long, like almost 10 years uh, smuggling shit to this, people in ghettos. She had a fucking presence. That's the thing. Just wait. <laughs> and so... She starts doing her job. She assists with births. Uh, no antiseptics, no dressings, no oh, medications. Man. Literally like Neanderthal-style birthing in a shack that the dying people and the babies were both the targets of the mice, of the rats. Jesus. Like she, she wrote about it later. That the mice were so terrible that they would try to eat the babies. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. They would try me. to eat the women. Like, God damn. Terrible, terrible. Like, these are obviously atrocious conditions. And, yeah, they, these women giving birth were just sitting in beds next to women with typhoid fever. Or, um, st you know, just starving to death. Jesus. Where a cold will kill you. And she's basically given, well, here's... A cup of water to wash the babies, all of them. So oh my God. she would go healthy baby to baby who was maybe not going to make it to just try to keep the uh, water as clean as possible. Yeah. And she was very, very well versed in nursing, not just midwifery, which is really cool. She would also help hide women who were typhus patients because typhus patients, as we've talked about before, I think we talked about it before. The Germans were terrified of typhus. Yeah. So she would hide them and document it as a flu. Because if you put down typhus, uh, even if it they, was... They, they were they straight were, to the dead. chamber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Straight up. You're dead. So she would hide people as much as she could. <laughs> she was weaponizing typhus against yeah. the, the Auschwitz Essentially. guards. Pretty much. Uh, they called it liquidation. She, she's making... 
typhoid fucking weaponized babies. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, later on, like... No, wait, I'll, I'll tell that in a second. So a lot of the new mothers had to trade what little food they would get for scraps of cloth for diapers. Not even knowing whether their kid was going to Jesus. survive. Not even knowing yeah. whether their body was going to be able to produce milk. God damn. Also trying to hide the babies as much as they could from the guards because there were some interesting policies at this camp. As I said, she was expected to kill every baby. Yeah. And I kind of put these a little out of order, but that that's okay. It'll work. She gets interviewed by some of the German doctors who say, okay, wh what's your success rate? Like, let's look through your reports and shit like this that's keeping you alive. And she had a 100% success rate Holy shit. of live births. Oh she didn't have any, any stillborns, which the... The Nazi scientists were pissed because the best, you know, university hospitals couldn't match her rate. Yeah. And she's just some, you know, Polish Catholic bitch. Yeah. And Mengele wasn't super happy about she's that. She's not a Nazi genius. She yeah. ended up I feel you. Um, assisting in 3,000 births. Damn. In her time in Auschwitz. At a 100% success rate? I mean, yeah, live births at least. Yeah, yeah. Anything past that, I see. I not see super successful. Uh, because when she showed up, and before she showed up, the standard procedure, uh, if uh, this gets a little dark, the standard procedure was basically after a birth, the Schwester Clara and Schwester Fanny, who were kind of the midwives before she shows up, a Schwester's sister, they would take the baby to a room that was attached to the room where they just gave birth and drowned them in a barrel. Oh. Just with the mother right there hearing it. Jesus. <laughs> they would just dr dunk them. Fantastic, Fuck. right? <laughs> uh, Clara was, technically she was a midwife before the war, but she had lost her license because she had killed off a bunch of infants that she had helped give birth. And she got caught and they ah, revoked her license. Damn. Perfect role, right? Yeah, perfect. She's made for this. Perfect. And then Fanny was a <laughs> was a sex worker who was arrested before the war. So, <laughs> so there's like, okay, like, huh? Here's your job. You get out of prison. Here's labor. Jesus. And they weren't technically like prisoners, like um, Stanislawa. So they had way better conditions and shit. As long as they kept drowning those babies. Jesus. It's yeah. like constituency to keep your your nice. Fucking concentration camp room. Yeah, a really nice one. Your your cushy concentration camp job. Ugh. So a couple months after Stanislaw gets there in 1943, the rules change about every baby getting drowned in a barrel. Aryan-looking children were to be Germanized, hmm. which means they are taken away placed either in an orphanage or with a German family and basically raised as a German, as a German yeah. without knowing anything about their actual parents um, to denationalize them. Jesus. Fantastic, you know? You gotta make up for the lost manpower that you're, you know, being killed off in the war. So, another badass thing that Stanislaw would do, especially, you know, I mean, once this started, is that she would secretly tattoo certain babies. If the baby came out with blonde hair and blue eyes, 
she would like poke and stick a, a mm-hmm. secret yeah. tattoo on them and then show the mother. Oh, okay. So that she's like, if we make it out if of here, get out. maybe you can find this kid. Yeah. And they, she had to hide them from the guards because the guards would inspect each kid. Yeah. And she would, she would do that as much as she could. Um, of the 3,000, 2,500, I wrote died, died slash were killed, you know, starved to death, couldn't make it, got sick, drowned in a barrel, whatever it was, uh-huh. 470 were sent away to the, to be, um, Germanized, uh, 30 ended up surviving in the camp, Wow, which is itself fucking a quite, feat. quite a feat and yeah, despite completely basically shitting on Mangale to his face, she he he never harmed her. He even called her kind of her camp nickname, which was Mother, which was kind of a it was a respectful thing. Mangale called her Mommy. Mommy. Ay. No. <laughs> Mama. Like, yeah, which was really interesting. I think it probably had to do with the fact that she wasn't Jewish. Yeah. And that Maybe he. That was ninety five percent. That was ninety five percent of it, and then maybe the other five percent was either a respect of her work, like because she was extremely effective. Yeah, I, I wonder even if in the deplorable conditions. A lot of it was yeah. How and he was effective getting data she was from her, as and well. how confident she was too, because yeah. yeah, he's screaming at her orders or orders, and she just stands there and she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. sure, okay, yeah. Yeah. Just so I'm sure shoes. a lot of it, like, as powerful as a person you can be, if somebody's going to stand up to you and you're not used to it, especially at this point during the mm-hmm. war, like, it's going to catch his ass off guard. When someone's yeah. like, yeah, okay, what are you going to do? Fucking kill me like the rest of the people here? Like, well, whatever. And, and it was very easy. You could just kill a Jewish person, no problem, in these camps. If you weren't Jewish or one of the, you know, groups that they were targeting the Romanis, you know, mm. homosexuals, just anybody who was different. Like, she was there because she was caught assisting Jewish yeah. people. I don't know if that story made it to the camp, why oh, they were sent yeah. there. That's a good point. Like, here's this Polish Catholic woman yeah. who is extremely effective in childbirth, which... He needs for test subjects, true. and he's getting data from, like, I he I think he was kind of he was getting something, you know, yeah. he he was getting the data, he was getting information from her that he wouldn't have gotten mm-hmm. with somebody who didn't care, yeah, with somebody who wasn't good at it, you know, with Clara and Fani, like he yeah, wasn't getting yeah. jack shit from them, except for head, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so it was really interesting. There's one story that I found from a woman who survived the camp and whose kids survived, one of those 30, uh-huh. because despite the fact that the mother was so malnourished. And these are kids that survived in the camp. Like, yeah, she kept them As alive babies. and they were still Jewish babies that grew up in Auschwitz. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She, she couldn't lactate. She couldn't produce milk at all. Somehow, Stanislawa found two women who could, who went nurse the baby Jesus. to keep them alive. She still has no idea. Like, she never figured out what she traded or how she convinced them 
to do that because that's literally taking the calories that you're eating out of your body. Yeah, like as if they ever had any to fucking yeah, start with. They had enough to just produce milk, like wow. barely. So because it took both of them to keep this kid alive. Jesus. And like, god damn! Either she's really convincing, or. She was sneaking shit from Mangle, like stealing shit or something. Who knows? Like, Either or. She was already a very job. accomplished smuggler from her previous work. This is true, like, yeah. Who knows? Like nobody knows, but it was just a really cool story. And yeah, they they would just call her mother, which I fi- found really interesting because the other two were sister, sister. before she came around. <laughs> and she was a badass. She made it through the war. Jesus. Her daughter made it through the war assisting her. Like, she didn't do this all alone. Her daughter was definitely helping her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the camp was liberated January 26, 1945. She and her daughter go back to Lodz and basically wait to see if anybody else comes back. Yeah. Everybody but her husband came back. Every what? single kid made it. Holy shit. They were shit. badass. I'm telling you, this family, they were fucking badasses. And you know, you know what she did? As soon as the war was over, she's back home. She Most starts of her fucking there. looking for the kids with their tattoos. She starts midwife work. Oh, good for her. Like all the records from the Germanizing program were basically destroyed. Yeah. And there were many people who spent a long time trying to find um, other people. You know, those kids. Yeah. Just from what she had told them. And um, a couple years later, actually, in a couple years, <laughs> like 30 years, 25 years later or something, 19, yeah, January, no, that's a June. I put Jan or June. It's a it June, works. I think. <laughs> the 27th in 1970, there was an event in Warsaw for Auschwitz survivors. Uh-huh. And she shows up, and she's just surrounded by the women that yeah. she helped. Basically, all of those 30 kids were there. Oh, in their thirties, yeah, like that are like, and she, yo, we she's fucking like, made it. holy shit, like she gets to see, you know what what she had impacted, and so many women were there, so many of their kids were there because of her, because of her work, wow. because of what she did, because of defying Mengele yeah. to his face, and well, defying Nazi Germany, yeah, entirely. And one of the worst fucking one camps. of the worst death camps that there were, like. This is some crazy shit. Some big fucking balls. Yeah, huge testicles. Some massive, massive uterus lining. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Those are some <laughs> some huge ovum. Yeah, just a bad, bad bitch. Bad That's bitch for sure. with a big old batch of eggs up yeah, there. I like how much we know anatomy. Huge vagina, dude. She's <laughs> killing that shit. I don't know, but she would fucking props to her. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, it was badass. And I'm glad that she was able to see, you know, the kids who she assisted into life and literally the worst start someone could have. Like, if you're playing video games, yeah, this dude. is hard mode, worst sight randomized. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. This is literally, you are set up yeah. for the largest amount of failure you're starting in the is, 20th century. You're starting literally like... In a guillotine. <laughs> yeah. No joke. Like, this is some crazy shit. And she would help the, the mothers find food, like, for themselves, because they would trade, or diapers, cloth for diapers and mm-hmm. shit like that. Just everything that she could. And four years after that, she passed away. Did. And she wrote a book about it. 
In that four years, just before she died? I don't know when she wrote after it. After she died. She wrote it after she died. <laughs> yeah. And I found some awesome quotes from her kids later on after she had passed away. And, you know, at this point, I think they were in their 50s. They're like, she was such a fucking bitch. Yeah. No, she was like... <laughs> They're like, she was she, so mean. <laughs> she was the driving force for, you know, rebelling, for yeah. fighting back, for pushing back. She never stopped pushing back at any point. Hell yeah. She was always working something, always scheming with something. And she's actually in candidacy for sainthood. Right really? Now. Yeah. Wow. Imagine that the patron saint of... Birth, I don't know, another one of those, but Damn, like, dude, she's she badass. Top five people in candidacy for sainthood. That is that the article you found? No, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, how did you know? That's how I found it. Which saint are you? Yeah. <laughs> and I just chose all the ones that had pictures of women. Which, which prospective which woman saint are you? <laughs> it shows all the pictures that were World War II and women and boobies. A BuzzFeed article. Ugh. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So, so, did she? Did anybody manage to find their kids that she had I tattooed? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I like to think that at least one or two people found it. Yeah, like it was publicized. The odds are so, so not in your favor, yeah. but but you know, if you have a weird looking tattoo and you look it up, uh, yeah. they never really have the internet, so yeah. you'd have to see it in like a newspaper. Yeah, I feel like maybe, maybe it got out there. Maybe. But, but there's no way for us to know. With you know? 500 kids, though. 500 kids. Well, 450. And, well, 450 kids, and you knew they were in Germany. Yeah. You could feasibly run newspaper ads with, hey, do you have this tattoo under your left cheek? Yeah. Call me. I don't know. I can't see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. It's tough. It's I would tough. like to think I, that I would a like couple... to think that, that she was able to at least reunite some people afterwards. Because, yeah. you know, this is the difference of three years and then the camp is liberated and then yeah. a year or two of trying to figure out life like these kids are still pretty small like yeah. you would know roughly their age you know their hair color you would know their eye color yeah you would know a couple things about them i guess so I, i'd like to think that she did contribute to people finding their actual yeah. birth mothers maybe i hope so that's cool i like it. now the real question is how were these women getting pregnant in Auschwitz? Hmm, I fucking wonder. They were how? actually mostly pregnant before they, they came in oh, and didn't okay. know it or hid it purposely from from the doctors. That's fair. I don't blame them. Yeah, that was most of them. Yeah. <laughs> Man, good old fucking German guards. No, they that, they could have, that, they they were considered the prisoners were considered human garbage. That would be below them. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, what they tried I'm to sure. say during the Nuremberg interesting trials. That, interesting that Two parents with dark hair and brown eyes Had a suddenly have hair, a fucking kid. Aryan-looking kid. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, not too, not too shabby. Like, uh, and yeah. you know, hopefully a good test for the software. It's still yeah. recording. Fingers crossed, it works out. And if it doesn't, mm. then fuck. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well. Then, oh shit! It's gonna stay this at the start. Stay this. Sunday the thirtieth. We will be live streaming. One. Not Saturday. Not Saturday. I'm sorry I had a clinical. No, I didn't know. I'll actually post about this one. You better. Um, we'll be doing guest a little stars. live stream. We'll have some guests in here. We'll be having some drinks. We'll be looking at chat. Looking at chat? Yeah. Maybe telling some spooky stories. Just taking it easy, yeah. So tune in and keep an eye out. You got Patreon? 
No. Okay. But I will. And um, <laughs> if you're on Patreon, we'll post a reminder, like maybe the day before if D remembers, because I'll be gone. I'll be at a clinical. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like the day of, we'll put a link on there. Yeah. We'll probably put links everywhere. But probably. best way is if you find our YouTube, you don't have to like watch the shows like we don't put anything on there besides this live stream yeah. once a year and then every almost every goes episode up there, goes yeah. up every once in a while it misses one for some reason but follow on there so just subscribe. it would be cool because if you subscribe you'll know if we're going live yes like that, that's really the big thing like you don't have to you know watch our shit on there yeah. listen on your favorite app mm-hmm. and listen with your sennheisers yeah and or if you don't have them, good, listen to fucking whatever. Stuff. Well, yeah. As long all as right. you hear, that's all that matters. Sorry, I'm rambling. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> I know, tired. I can tell. That's why I'm like, oh. let's wrap it up. Let's get you to bed. It is past midnight. Let's all right. get you to bed. Mm-hmm. So patreon.com forward slash points of pressure. You get the bonus episodes, which is coming out next week. Yep. Um, Probably the same day as the live stream. It might be our warm up <laughs> for the live stream. <laughs> Uh, you know, you get all all the other stuff. We we have a lot of stuff. You've heard us say it a million and a half times. Just pulled a hair out of my pocket. Um, so of course we've got the board. They make all the decisions around here. Uh, how we allocate funds. Um, what political parties we're allowed to support yeah. outwardly. The episode titles. Episode titles and art are all uh, done by they these They actually people. manage uh, what I can call AJ at the start of each yes. episode. So uh, that's on them, not me. They are the beneficiaries of our trust yep. and life insurance policies. Oh, uh, the board. <laughs> <laughs> Mini D, Nordic Thunder, and Toddle Waddle. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, Nordic Thunder, you got that mug. I, I'm, I'm glad you like it. Oh, uh, yeah. Mini D got his shirt. Awesome. Awesome. So so merch is being sent out, so that's good. Yep. Um, and then, of course, Abby, AJ's Third Nut, Haley, Thomas, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, and Lara Revo. Thank you guys so much for uh, supporting us and letting Appreciate us... Appreciate you. God, I was talking away from the microphone during that. That's okay. Uh, we really like support... it was getting picked up. You're it looks right. like it. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, we, we, really su- we really support you. We really thank you for supporting us. God, get me out of this room. It's a fucking day for you. Yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate it. And as always, if you ever have any show suggestions, TV, music, movies, articles, books, whatever the fuck, suggest it. Send it to us. Fan art. On Instagram and Twitter, at Points of Pressure. And we will catch you guys on the live stream next Sunday. This coming Sunday. The 30th. The 30th.